How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN New York. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Last Sunday morning, I discussed briefly that current public service commercial that's running on ESPN. It's uh, sponsored by ESPN and the Aspen Institute about don't let your kids quit sports when they're only 10 or 11 years old. Now, look, I, I find the spot well done, and of course the message is a good one, but between you and me, I really don't get the sense that kids are quitting sports. In fact, just the other day, the California Interscholastic Federation, which is the ruling body of all high school sports in that large state, well, they reported that for the seventh year in a row, Participation in high school sports in California has risen to yet another all-time high. Well, that kind of report certainly seems to, to run counter to what that TV commercial is saying. Now, look, true, of course, high school football numbers continue to slump nationwide. But all the other sports, including soccer and basketball, lacrosse, track and field, they all continue to add numbers. So I don't understand that, on one hand, how youth sports has expanded in the last few years into a $17 billion industry, and yet now there are reports that there are a number of kids between the ages of 6 and 12 who are playing sports are, are beginning to, to drop out. And again, we know about the concerns about football due to concussions, and of course we know that video games are exploding in popularity, but I'm, I'm getting mixed messages here, and I want to ask you what your sense is uh, and I want to do sort of like an informal poll this morning to see what, if from your neck of the, uh, your perspective and your neck of the woods, are you finding that fewer and fewer kids are playing sports? Now, of course, today's sports parents and grandparents, well, they all grew up uh, when the lure of sports was truly about having fun, running around and playing with one's friends. Now, of course, fun has been replaced in the equation with dreams of scholarships and professional contracts. But overall, I'm just not so sure that fewer kids are playing sports these days. And obviously, as as I just reported, that's not the case in California. I'm curious, as a sports parent today or a sports fan or as a coach or educator, are you seeing numbers drop in your area? Let's talk about this. Give me a call, 1-877-337-6666, and the phone lines are open now. You know, we, we know that Little League Baseball numbers are dropping everywhere because kids are, are flocking to, to travel and club teams like, like Ripken Baseball or AAU. And, of course, we talked about football and its issues as well. But what about the other sports that, that kids play? Soccer, and basketball, softball, lacrosse, track and field, field hockey, ice hockey. What are you seeing? 
because I'm, as I said, I'm getting mixed messages about this, and I want to get a real check here as to what our kids are doing with their spare time besides perhaps playing video games. And, and we know, of course, that and this is important to recognize as well. We know that 74% of all kids quit playing sports by the time they're 13. By that age, they've either discovered something else in life or that they aren't particularly talented in a sport. And that stat, by the way, that, that the fact that kids quit by the time they're 13, that 74% number, that comes from a landmark study that was done some 20 years ago at the Institute for Youth Sports at Michigan State. And I believe the percentage still remains the same today, 74%. So that's sort of like the, 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 the guideline, the landmark that people use to talk about when kids decide that they're not going to longer play sports by the time they're entering into adolescence. But I'm not sure kids are quitting when they're 10 or 11. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's start our conversation this morning with our friend Ed Ward over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good, Ed. Good. I, I, I don't think the overall uh, spectrum of kids dropping out of sports has dropped. I just think they might be going into, into other sports. Like, for example, in the spring now, lacrosse has become a big sport. Right. So maybe kids are going into different sports where um, – and if, if for some reason, Rick, people are dropping out, I think a lot of it might be, be because of the economic factor of the cost of playing these uh, different travel events, sports, and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're getting – the prices are going up all the time. And I, I think I said this on past shows. The reason why it goes up all the time, the tournaments that, that, that they participate in, it goes up. So that, that's – that's where the, the cost factors, and that's if there's any drops. I think it's because of the economic economic factor of parents maybe can't afford to pay pay, pay for travel teams. You know, Ed, I, I'm I think those two points you make are good ones. Uh, yes, we have discussed about the fact that the sports is sort of gradually becoming a case of haves or have-nots because of the the rising cost. That's certainly a reason why uh, perhaps we're, the numbers are dropping off. That could certainly be a part of it. The other thing you mentioned, too, is about, uh, well, specialization. In the past, you know, kids would play two or three sports during the course of the year. Nowadays, kids are sort of saying, well, I'm going to play one sport. And so the numbers, if they only play one sport, like I'd say they play lacrosse all year round, well, that's going to drop off the numbers in other sports they used to play. So maybe that's part of the issue as well. But I'm, I'm curious, Ed, you, you're involved, obviously, your whole life with baseball. Are, are, are you seeing kids' numbers of baseball dropping off the youth leagues and that kind of thing? No, I, I, I haven't seen it. The only thing I might see is that the talent level may have dropped off. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's and, a different issue. And my issue. reasoning on that is I think everyone wants to be a travel coach. So, and again, there's more and more teams. And then, I, then, then, uh, then teams become watered down in, in that aspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So that, 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 that's my feeling on that. But uh, no, no, there, there's, there's still many people playing baseball no matter what. And uh, it's just a matter of now people are going into other sports that, that they feel um, want, kids want to play. And I think they go to play lacrosse because it's, it's, it has more action compared to baseball, if you understand what I'm saying. Of course, I'm especially at the, at the youth level. Ed, thank you as always for your thoughts. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Go Elizabeth. In the Little League World Series. Oh, that's right. I'm glad you reminded me. Yes, absolutely. We'll see how far those guys get out in Cooperstown. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens, Rick, on that, okay? Thanks, Ed. Talk to you soon.
Right. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, the Elizabeth team's making some noise out in Williamsport. Good for them. Let's see how far they can keep going uh, in the Little League World Series. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Scott in uh, New Brunswick. Hey, Scott, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing okay. I wanted to talk about, I think, that number, the 74% at uh, 13. Yes. Um, I think it coincides with a lot of different things, and it makes sense for, I don't think that's a great judge of, you know, two sports because at 13, you know, males and females are hitting puberty, so they become interested in each other. At 13, that's when you also have um, a lot of teams have tryouts now. So when you go to your high school team, people are getting cut. So the kids that aren't, that, you know, we're playing, I mean, if you think about Little League, there's 15 teams, right? There's a lot of kids on, there's, let's say, 10 kids on 15 teams, 150 kids playing. When you go to the high school, that has to narrow down to, let's say, 25 kids. So that means 125 kids are getting caught, and then they don't like that, and they stop playing sports. So I think that is a a good indicator. Like, this is when those kids know, hey, you know what, I'm not good enough to play a sport. Maybe they go into a different sport. Um, You know, I just think that it has a lot to do with that. Well, Scott, I think you're absolutely right, and that's why I think that that landmark study out of Michigan State still holds up after so many years. I recall... Uh, looking at that that study, as I said, 20, 25 years ago, and for all the reasons you just outlined and more, look, at age 13 or 14, you're either in eighth grade or going in ninth grade. That begins to be sort of, you, you sort of winnow the flock as to how many kids are going to be good enough or are eager enough to want to play sports in high school. And there are cuts at that age. Uh, kids begin to say, well, you know, I don't think um, I may enjoy playing this sport, but I'm not going to really be very good at it. So maybe I'll become the team manager, or maybe I'll go and and, and work in the be in the school band, or I'll do something with uh, you know. Well, the drama even club, like you know? even uh, for video games, because the other thing too is video games nowadays are a lot like sports because kids are playing in groups, they're playing with a team of kids. They have to strategize, they have to create some type of a plan. Sure. They understand, they start to learn leadership. So yes. I mean, they can be drawn into that, uh, you know, that side of things too. And that's not considered a sport, even though you're still kind of you're still getting some of the same skill sets that you would if you play organized team sports. You know? Yeah, but the the point you're making, and I agree with this, is that uh, around the age 13, 14, as the kids get into adolescence, they begin to get they sort of develop what I what I say is their own voice, their own persona. They begin to get a sense of where they fit into the world. And if they're not going to be a superstar athlete in high school and make the varsity, then they sort of drift into other things, which is fine. That's all part of life. That's part of the, the, the maturation process. But to your point, you know, kids find their way around that age. I don't see, Scott, that the kids, and thank you for your call, I don't know if kids age 10 or 11 are retiring from sports. That's a, I mean, those two or three years between 13 or being 10, those two or three years are a critical developmental area. And I don't, again, I, I know the thrust of the uh, of the piece, the commercial that's running from ESPN Aspen is about, you know, don't put parental pressure on kids. I'm not getting the sense that kids are dropping out when they're 10 or 11 because of parental pressure. We've, 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 we've been on that path many, many times, and we'd like to think that in this day and age that uh, moms and dads are a little more sophisticated as sports parents, knowing full well not to put that kind of pressure on their kids because the kids will eventually decide to walk away from sports and, and not play. Th- these are different issues. They may be subtle in terms of their implications, but they are important in the terms of the way uh, we, we uh, you know, work with our kids and encourage them in sports. And again, if the state of California is telling me that 
that for the seventh year in a row, they've had the highest numbers ever of kids playing high school sports. That suggests to me that kids aren't quitting when they're 10 or 11, at least in California. And that's that's what I'm trying to get a sense from today from your calls. Um, and again, I, I, um, I'm just taking a brief from former poll to get your sense of uh, you know what you think. We know, as I said, football numbers are down because of the concussion concerns. How about the other sports? Anyhow, let me, let me take a timeout. Uh, when I come back after uh, Dave's uh, update, Dave Uram's update, I'll go right back to your calls at one 337 6666. And back here on the Sports Edge this morning, we're talking about, we're doing some field research as to whether or not you are seeing a major drop in kids uh, who are leaving sports uh, at the age of 10 or 11. Uh, We're talking, obviously, about the response to the public service uh, commercial from uh, ESPN and the Aspen Institute saying that you don't let your kids quit sports when they're 10 or 11. I'm, I'm not really sure I'm seeing that in my own uh, you know, research, uh, in, in my travels around. I just don't know if that's true or not, uh, particularly because when California says they're having another great record-breaking year in terms of kids playing high school sports, I'm curious as to what you're seeing uh, in your neck of the woods, one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. As promised, we'll go right back to your calls. Let's go to uh, to Jack Smithlin uh, over in Fairlawn. Now, Jack, I should tell our listeners, congratulations or order. You just been hired by Montclair State to be the, uh, the assistant to the head coach and the uh, the hitting coach at Montclair. Is that correct? Yes, it is, Rick. Thank you. Well, that's wonderful <laughs> news. Although, obviously, for those softball teams who are um, who have uh, Montclair on their schedule next spring, <laughs> they, they need to be forewarned. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, really. You're going to be working with these players to make them into bigger, stronger, better hitters, correct? So that's great. Well, I, I hope to. It's going to be great. First of all, I apologize for my voice, but I lost my voice over the week. Um, I guess it's uh, talking to my wife too much. We've been retired and we just talk all the time now, so <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But, well, you, you sound um, fine. But tell me, Jack, look, you, you, you're in the mix of this. You've been involved in high school sports for, for more than 40 years. Are you, did you see, you're seeing a drop-off of kids playing sports? You know, Rick, I don't. I really don't. I mean, there's certain situations where, you know, I work, I work out of, uh, out of a, a hitting place in Verona called Fred Hill Academy, and Fred was the head coach at Rutgers for years. Um, and, you know, in the winter, those cages are packed. I mean, they do a great job. There's hitters coming in all the time, fielders. So, but I recently read, <clears throat> I recently read uh, a report, and I don't know whether it was on the computer or in an article in a magazine that was written by the NFHS, which is the National Federation of State High Schools Association. Mm-hmm. And they did a poll with all 50 states and the District of Columbia participated. And they said that last year, 2017 and 18, 15,000 more girls participated in high school sports. Mm-hmm. The, number, the number of to participants in high school sports during that year is at an all-time high. Now, they took the poll a little bit further in years. They said in um, 
they said by the age of 15, two years further than your poll, they said that 80% of most kids quit. Right. Now, you know, I don't understand that. I mean, I understand the football. I really do. But according to their, their, their study, which is something that you've already mentioned, football is down, and I would imagine it's because of the head injuries and the concussions like you spoke about a couple weeks ago. So that's one sport, you know. Um, they talked about how the numbers are just moving up every single year. Now, I don't see it, but as an example, though, how it might be in different locations, things are changing. I work with a school. I work in that area, and I know of a school in that area that's a group four school. They're huge. They have over 2,000 kids in the school, and they can't even field three teams in girls' softball. Now, I don't get that. I mean, when I was coaching at Fairlawn in the mid to late 90s, we were a group four school smaller than the school that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and we had 115 girls come out one day, one year, and I had to cut 45 girls. But what I did is I started a JV, two JV teams and two freshman teams so that we could keep most of those kids. But you know what? I don't see a decline. I really well, don't. The only you know, thing that I would suggest, and this is one of an earlier call mentioned, is, of course, it gets into a matter – of, of financial haves and have-nots, yes, but, yes. but but the overall, and I'm hearing this from you from uh, with baseball and, and the, you know the batting instruction. And I heard from from other callers like Ed uh, as well. You know, no, we're not seeing a decrease now, uh, Jack. I understand that, that maybe somebody can say, well, that commercial Rick is not about there's a drop off in numbers. It's more about trying to caution parents not to push their kids. Yes. But, you know, we, we've, been, we've been talking about that for 25 years, and we'd like to sure. think that parents are getting something of that message. So it, it was, it's a wonderful spot. It's a great reminder, but I'm not really quite sure that it's anything that's breaking new ground in terms of, of the issues we talk about here every Sunday <laughs> on the Sports Edge. So I agree with you, and I'm going to say it again, and you always you know, kind of tell me, you know, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this. If more people would listen to your show, Seriously, <laughs> yeah. uh, listen to me. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would not. They would. They would not have to make a commercial like that. Yeah, they I, really wouldn't. Jack, I hear you. you. Know, it, I, I hear you well, loud and clear. And and uh, thank you for that. But and it, you you're know, more than welcome. Congratulations and thank you for the on, announcement. Well, congratulations on, on the on the being hired at Montclair State with the softball team and take care of your voice because you're going to need it when school begins and you got to start coaching those kids. You know so. I know, you know, the head the head coach over there, Anita, she's a toughie, and she's a winner. And you know what? I couldn't jump on board with a better program. She is just, you know, I've had, I've heard, I've known her for a long time. I've heard a lot of good things about her. I mean, you know what? I think we're going to, I think we'll make a good team. I really do. Oh, I'm but sure you're going to be great. It's great, to, it's great to be on a winner, really. I, I hear you, Jack. Hey, congratulations. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Rick. Take care. Uh, that's uh, Jack Smith, and Hall of Fame coach. As I mentioned, he's joining the. He's going to be a hitting coach for for Montclair State softball. Good for him. Let's go to uh, Fort Lee, right across the river, and John is waiting patiently. John, good morning. You're on the fan. How are you guys? Good, John. How are good you? Morning. All right. Um, I've been a coach in North Jersey for thirty years. All different sports, primarily basketball, every sport. Okay. I'm also an, um, an umpire, uh, varsity softball umpire, and I've seen the decline in that sport. 
Um, in my opinion, the reason that the kids, and, and we are seeing a drop-off, and like I said, I see every sport. I don't feel like the role player is playing the sport anymore. I feel like the, the best kids are still playing the sport, but the role player, whether he's coming from an AAU program where he thinks he's, you know, one of the best, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the, the tenth man. I'm not gonna be, you know, a special teams player. I'm not gonna play two years of JV. I can't tell you how many kids I see who, in the fall, will play a varsity sport and get a varsity letter. Mm-hmm. All right, and some of the sports, a lot of teams give out letters, but then in the in the winter, if they're not gonna be a varsity player, yes, and maybe they're gonna play JV, they will not. Play. Well, and I think a lot has to do with society, uh, with, 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 you know, kids just having other things to do, with parents saying, hey, listen, you're not going to be a, you play on your uh, AAU team, why are you playing JV here? But I, I, again, I've seen such a drop off, and, and I really attribute it to, to not the best players. But the kids who used to make up the team, the kids who used to well, put the numbers John, into the team. This is an interesting perspective, and I'm glad you brought this up. Now, again, you're talking about mostly at the high school level, which I think that's where it becomes most obvious. But to your point, and I agree with you, that there was a time where kids would say, well, you know, I may not be the star of this team, but it's good fun. I like playing with my buddies and teammates, and I don't mind being the, 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 the kid on the bench uh, because I know it's, it's going to be a, a worthwhile adventure. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'll contribute to the team, and so on and so forth. But, John, to your point, these days kids get to be freshmen or sophomores and say, you know what, I'm not going to be a star in this sport, whether it's basketball or ice hockey, whatever sport it might be. So why am I even doing this? It's, it's time-consuming. It's expensive. I'm just going to drop off. Now, again, those are the role players you're talking about, and there are a lot of role players out there but they're not going to make that effort anymore to say I can improve or elevate my game to be a starter by the time I'm a junior or senior. And I think that's that's where we see the real drop-off where kids say, you know, I'd rather just get a job or I'll play video games or I'll do something else. And, John, I think that's that's an extraordinarily valuable point you're making. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, without a doubt. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it, a lot has to come with the parents. I mean, my, my son is still uh, – He's going to day's grade, and I and I've coached him coming up from second grade, and I, I, I hear the youth parents too. Uh, don't play. Uh, you're not. You're not going to be a starter. You're, yeah, you know, I, the, it's the the role of the parent is huge too because you know they don't see the team aspect that we used to see years ago. It, well, it's a lot of me, me, me out there, uh, and John, that, they, that, that's what's hurting the sport. And I thank you for your call this morning because you're right. I mean, it is has to do with the parents, of course. Parents are also saying, well, why, why do I want to spend all this money on my kid playing on a travel team when I can see that he's not going to be or she's not going to be a star? Uh, I'm not going to necessarily try to uh, encourage them to keep playing when I know that there's not much uh, you know, down the road in terms of being a, being a college player. And that's part of this process as well where, in effect, the parent is sort of overlooking the valuable and positive aspects of having a kid play in a high school team. Let's continue. Let's go to uh, up to Rockland County, uh, Chris in New City. Hey, Chris, you're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, Chris. How are you? Good, Rick. You got a terrific show. Thank I you. I have three children. Two of them play travel sports, and I mm. uh, really enjoy the uh, listening to you every Sunday. Great, thank you. Uh, Rick, 
Rick, I coach travel baseball. Actually, a team you might know, the Vipers. You had on the organization president about a year ago on your show. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and, you know, I encourage my kids to play other sports. I think the drop-off is down because um, kids aren't playing as much youth, at least in baseball. I see when I was growing up in my town, we had 16 teams Mm -hmm. in the majors division. Now you're down to six teams. The -hmm. better kids are playing travel. Some of the travel coaches, they discourage their kids from playing for uh, for, um, Little League Baseball. They discourage the kids from playing in other sports, and that's the wrong approach. So you have better kids that aren't playing youth. And then you have some kids that they're not with their friends and they don't want to play. Right. And then they have the option of uh, going online and they play on the iPads and they're playing all sorts of video games. And, and obviously that's discouraging because they should be out there playing like when we were growing up. So that's obviously the, I think the drop-off is there for sure. And uh, it's really unfortunate because youth sports is important. I know Little League, I look at that as a rite of passage. Kids should be playing it. And I encourage my kids to play Little League and multiple sports. Well, Chris, here, here, a couple of things here. First of all, you, you, you mentioned an aspect which I think is often overlooked, and that is the, the if again, kids migrate towards having fun at younger ages, and they enjoy playing with their friends, their friends in their neighborhood or friends from school. When you go on a travel team or, or a club team, as you get a little older, you're not necessarily playing with kids from that you grew up with or go to school with. I think that that's something that helps explain why we're seeing, you know, kids not enjoying sports as much as they used to. The other aspect, as you mentioned, too, is it's hard to get a sense because, you know, maybe the numbers in a, in a local town are down for, let's say, Little League Baseball. Well, they're down not necessarily because the kids don't enjoy playing baseball. It's because, you said, a lot of those kids are trying to theoretically bypass Little League and just are saying, I'm going to play in a travel team. I'm going to play someplace else, an AAU program or something like that. So the numbers are still there. It's just that... Other, a lot of kids are no longer playing for their town, uh, you know, little league team, and that's where we're getting sort of like mixed messages. That's why there's so few, there's so few uh, teams available. I think that's that's what we're seeing here. Would you agree with that? You know, Rick, I do agree with that, and I have to tell you, when I'm recruiting for my team, I always try to bring on, you know, a certain player, and I say, you know, see if you can bring a friend. You know, kids at this young age, yeah, and I'm coaching at the ten and eleven year old level. They want to be with their friends. Yes. So if you can bring a kid from a certain town, they can bring a friend. You know, it's, it's, it's always good to meet new people, and that's, that's the good thing about the traveling and playing different teams. But it's nice if you have a friendship on a team with somebody else. So if you can bring somebody on, you bring two kids from a certain town, they play together, um, it's a better experience. Yeah, and I, that's I, important. I think that's uh, – I think most uh, – I, I would think – I agree with you, Chris, and thank you for the call. I, I do think that more and more – uh, travel coaches and parents are beginning to recognize the value of having, you know, two or three friends from the same town on that team because it just makes the transition a little more comfortable and a little more reassuring. Uh, again, though, it, what's happening, the, the, if you will, the, 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 the overall impact is that you're seeing fewer numbers at, at the youth level in your town because some of the other kids, so many other kids are going to play for travel teams, which are not necessarily obviously involved with little league baseball or other youth programs within your community. All right, let me, let me take a pause. Uh, after the update, I come back, I'll go right back to your calls at one 337 6666. Radio.com. Just a quick reminder, you know, as many of you know, I, I do a, a limited number of uh, speaking events uh, during the school year, 
And if you think your town or a community or coaches or sports parents could benefit from my coming to, to talk, uh, just, well, just go to askcoachwolf.com and we'll set something up. Uh, my, my presentations are tailored to the individual or specific issues or concerns you have in your town. That could be anything from the impact of travel teams to the role of sports in middle school to parental concerns about their kids' coaches. You just go to AskCoachWolf.com if you want to contact me, and, and we can, as I said, try to set something up for this coming school year. Right now we're talking about the, the number of kids playing sports and whether or not you see that number actually declining. I'm not so sure that is, in fact, true. Uh, Look, we all know, of course, that school populations uh, overall, they rise and climb routinely in cycles. I'm not sure that's what we're talking about here. I just think that, you know, the number of kids playing sports is at an all-time high, with the exception, perhaps, of of football because of concussion concerns. Let's get back to our callers. Let's Let's go to Greg over in Chatham, New Jersey. Hey, Greg, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, good morning, Rick. Excellent show. I don't know how you keep coming up with these uh, quality topics to talk about week after week. They're really doing an amazing job. Well, thank you. Now, listen, concerning California uh, specifically, but also nationwide in general, Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm 53 years old, and I graduated from Chatham Township High School in 74. And when I went to high school, our high school was known for uh, soccer, ice hockey, and to a little bit lesser degree, uh, basketball. Okay. Now our high school has been number one or number two, I think, statewide for uh, lacrosse and uh, girls field hockey. We're a powerhouse. Um I'm not so sure about basketball. I really haven't checked the stats on that or followed that. But concerning California, you know, there's a push generally in these states controlled by Democrats to push back on competition, both in the academic world and in the sports world. So that report about the declining role of kids in high school and middle school participating uh, in sports is, is nothing, nothing uh, more than propaganda put out by this. And this is the danger of having a statewide and even worse, a nationwide board of authority uh, over overruling and uh well Craig, let me let me let me jump in here uh and i i i don't know if we want to drift into the world of politics in this and, and greg thank you for for your thoughts this morning uh but i will say this that you know there is because there is some sort of confusion about whether or not the numbers are going up or, or going down this is again it just seems to me be nice to have some sort of uh, governmental oversight, and again, you've heard me talk about perhaps appointing some sort of commissioner of youth sports in this country who could really go in and do research and say, okay, this is what the real numbers are, uh, and, and really talk about, you know, what we know that you know, kids and their interest in sports, they, they shift and they change. 
You know, there was a time where baseball was the biggest sport with kids growing up. Now maybe lacrosse or soccer or basketball, whatever it might be. I don't care what sports are the hot sports, but I do like to know what the actual numbers are to see whether or not with the impact of travel teams and everything else, whether we're seeing a major shift in terms of kids dropping out or not, not, not playing by the time they're 10 or 11, which I think is still a bit of an exaggeration. Let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's go to uh, Charlie and Dobbs Ferry. Charlie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Um, I appreciate your show over these years. and uh, Thank you. Especially since, uh, actually, you and I played American Legion ball back in the 60s. and uh, Wait a minute. Charlie, Charlie Papillion? You got it, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your parents so well. well they thank were you. definitely the non-invasive uh, parents of uh, of. Yes, and it seems like most parents were that way back then. Yes, that's correct, Charlie. And, of course, back in those days, playing uh, American Legion Baseball and Hastings, uh, we had great, great teams under the tutelage of Carl Weehy. Uh, But, yeah, these were big events uh, playing American Legion Baseball. And and, um, I guess, in a way, they were the precursors to what we would call today travel teams because the Legion team was comprised of kids from – uh, various high schools, whether it was Hastings or Dobbs Ferry or or Edgemont or Rhinek. I mean, these were the theoretically the best of the bunch coming to play ball there. And uh, Charlie, we we had some terrific terrific times and terrific teams. And uh, the camaraderie that was developed, you know, moving out of your community and uh, playing competitive ball and knowing you're you know with some good players. Yep. And it was kind of weeding out the players back then, and it was really the first travel team. Didn't cost you anything other than your time. Parents made commitments. The coaches made commitments. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience for really 16- and 17-year-olds. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, of course, uh, you know, as we both know, American Legion Baseball, there's still a few pockets here and there where they have teams, but for the most part that's become sort of a, a bygone memory uh, but it didn't cost anything, or if it did, it was nominal. I remember after the, the doubleheaders, we'd go over to the American Legion Hall in Hastings for for hot dogs and, and you know, soda. So and stuff true. Like, you know, that was a wonderful time. And he also, to your point, Charlie, was the parents went to the games like they were going to any ball game. They were not in the coach's face. They weren't talking about playing time. They just enjoyed the they enjoy the, the camaraderie and, and enjoy the games what they were. But, you know, that's not how it is these days, Charlie. Well, yeah. so. It was so wonderful. Uh, you know, your parents would come along with their lawn chairs. Mine did. And, yep, yep. and, and all of them did. Yes. And they just got along. They mind their own business. They watched the game. Um, and it, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. It really was. Well, Charlie, I'm, I, I, I trust you're doing well. And I, I thank you for checking in this morning to... Uh, Remind me of those uh, the, of those wonderful memories. That's like the baseline of the sports in which you and I both grew up in. And you know, it's just the the landscape has just totally changed, uh, as you know, so much since then. Yeah, I appreciate your show, Rick, uh, and ch- check in every week. And the topics that you're dealing with are really timely and great. Well, thank thank you, Charlie. It's good to hear from you. All right, buddy. Take care. You Bye. bet. Again, that's uh, my old teammate Charlie Papillion. Again, I know it sounds like total fantasy. Something out of out of uh, you know something that's made up from from Hollywood, but true. Back in the late '60s and mid '60s, when I was growing up playing high school ball, in the summertime I played baseball over in Hastings on Hudson, and uh, great field there, and, and we we drew a lot of big crowds. 
Uh, that was a big event in the summertime to go watch the American Legion team compete against other teams from throughout the Westchester area. It was really good baseball, but again, it was just a matter of kids having fun. Nobody thought about college scholarships. Nobody thought about going pro. Uh, uh, I remember when I was a, a, a young member of the team uh, playing the Mount Vernon uh, team, American Legion, they had a kid named uh, Ken Singleton, who was a few years older than I was, and he looked like a pretty good ball player. <laughs> and, of course, Ken Singleton went on to a long major league career and, of course, uh, now working on Yankee telecast. But that's how it was in those days. And, again, that's sort of the, the backdrop or, or the, the, the through line that I use in terms of looking at sports today. Uh, obviously, kids, uh, I think, for the most part, it's safe to say, are bigger, stronger, faster than perhaps we were back in the 60s and 70s. But, again, I still come back to that one key element which I fear that kids today just don't have as much as we did, and that was just the pure joy of playing sports and the fun we had you know, uh, playing with our teammates. That seems to get squeezed out of the equation and to replace these days by, okay, what does this mean in terms of my getting a college scholarship if I do well on this team? What about if I, if I really do well, when do the scouts come and want to sign me to a contract? That seems to be the driving force these days with so many of the kids who obviously get that from their parents. And, and that's where I think we've, we sort of have, um, how should we say, we've, we've maladjusted our, our priorities when it comes to playing sports. And maybe that's why we, if there is a drop-off on sports, that may be the reason why. All right, let me let me get time out. I have more comments. Stay with me. Radio.com. We covered a lot of ground this morning, and I wish I had more time to take more of the calls. I know a lot of people wanted to get through and, and uh, give me their thoughts, and I, I apologize for that. But I, I do think this is a critically important aspect, a question we're asking, whether or not we do think that the number of kids playing sports uh, is, be, is, is somehow dropping off. Uh, I, I do know, and I know you know the same thing, if you drive around, uh, the sand lots are empty. You don't see many kids that often playing basketball anymore. Uh, certainly the pickup baseball games don't exist and so on and so forth. So from that perspective, we know that the numbers are down. But in terms of uh, kids playing youth sports at the youth level, Again, there are a lot of factors involved here, which I'm not sure is reflected in what we're seeing. I mean, we do know that um, uh, there's a, uh, kids are specializing in just one sport. We do know that travel teams are having an impact on kids and their, their local programs. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we know, of course, there's a general, uh, a normal maturation process. Kids get to be 13 or 14 or 15 and say, well, I'm not sure. Uh, sport is going to be where I want to go in my life, so I'll try something else. That just happens. That's called life. We get all that. But in terms of kids not playing that they used to, I just don't know. Uh, and as I said, I'm a little concerned that that commercial, which is obviously is a good message to it, don't let your kids quit when they're 10 or 11. I get that. But I think kids are still playing in pretty solid numbers, as evidenced by that study out in California, which shows that their numbers are at an all-time high at the high school level. Um, again, the big key to me of this, what really keys or drives kids to play sports, is having fun. And once you squeeze the fun out of the equation, that's when kids decide, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's just not fun. Okay, that's going to do it. And for me, in this edition of the Sports Edge, my thanks this morning to Matt Casey. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He is up next. 
I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.